Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is brought to you by the Friends in Recovery Community, a thriving network of individuals who are fighting back against the stigma of addiction. Join our hosts as they speak up about the real issues of addiction, treatment, and recovery. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery. Welcome back, everybody, to the Friends Recovery Podcast with Jersey Ed, except there's no Jersey Ed this week. He's, he's MIA. Uh, he's, he's he's MIA. He's, he's good. He's safe. And I talked to him this morning, but he's not here anyway. All right. Uh, he's the host, but I'm I'm pitching, pitch hitting. I don't know. Anyway, my name is Beth. Here. I'm super Beth. And um, and here's my co-host, Miss Bam Bam Bambi. <laughs> Buckeye Bambi, because the Buckeyes are, you know, on a winning Oh, Buckeye, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. Buckeye Bambi. All yeah. right. So if you're looking to get in touch with the podcast hotline, it can be reached at 800-989-6504. Or you can email us at help at friendsinrecoverypodcast.com. It's very official. Um, looking for plot, pod, 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 I can talk the English words today. We are looking currently, um, for a podcast intern. And although Bambi has gotten thousands of resumes, we haven't are found that out. right person yet. Yeah. We're holding out for we're the still right looking. person. So if you feel like you're the right person, you go ahead and just email that resume over to help at friends in recovery um, I'd like to thank all of our donors who make this show possible. And uh, I think that Ed would probably tell us who they are, but I don't know. But I do know that I work for Excel Treatment Center and the Milestone House. Um, and so I'm over here donating my time. Uh, to make a donation, Venmo us at Friends in Recovery. Uh, let's see, Friends in Recovery Enterprises under business, or you can go old school and send a snail mail check to FIRE, P.O. Box 1551, Johns Island, South Carolina, 29457. Uh, FIRE is, oh, F5, Friends in Recovery is now part of the FIRE Network. What is the FIRE Network, Beth? Question. It is apparently a group of super awesome recovering podcasts all under one umbrella. Um, umbrella. So, uh, so yeah, that's yeah. like, is that what it is? Baby? It is. Yeah. It's a here. group of podcasters that are like-minded and all um, focused on recovery. And you can go to either those um, if friends in recovery website and there's a little, section you can click on it'll take you to all the podcasts that are related to the fire network very very cool all right so uh i'm going to do shout outs now because ed let me know that we have a very special shout out to that today to a guy named steve in new hampshire who called into the hotline steve uh steve spoke with ed either last night or this morning so steve we want to give you a shout out we're really super grateful that you're sober and uh, we're here to support you through everything. Absolutely. Right? We do this together. We do this together or we die alone. Absolutely. Any shout outs for you? Yeah. Any shout outs for you, Bambi? 
You know, I don't think I have any shout outs this week. I'm probably behind on them. So I'll catch up next week when I'm more organized, you know. Move, I've been move, off a couple move. weeks, so I'm not organized, you know. So. I know we've missed you. Trust me. I don't know, man, if you checked out those shows, but they're pretty miserable without you. Well, I do. Uh, again, I have to check them out because I have to send the little <laughs> synopsis over to Carl. So I have to check. Not that. And I have to say, okay, Beth, this, okay. this is um, so bizarre. Two shows ago when I couldn't be here, it was the question of the week was what is a smell that offends you, basically? And you yes. said cilantro. I have the cilantro gene. Nobody has it. 4% have it. And it's actually, um, it's OR23A is the gene. And it makes people taste soap when they eat cilantro. But I'm like, oh. how the hell could she have the same answer as me? Because nobody has this gene. For years, my daughter kept saying, mom, add, you, you don't put cilantro in things. I said, India tastes like soap. Why would I put cilantro oh. in anything? She said, mom, it doesn't taste like soap. And I'm like, yeah, straight up Dawn dish liquid in my mouth, you know, nasty. <laughs> and um, she's like, mom, that's my favorite spice. So I would literally make guacamole and I would take me a section out and then I would add cilantro for the rest of the family. But when I listened to that and I was recording it, I was just like, no freaking way, because only 4% yeah. of the population have that gene. Yeah, I'm the only one out of, out of the four of us in my family here that has it. I just yeah. can't stand it, man. No, it tastes like soap. The devil. And and you know, I have the I aspire, you know, Bobby Flay is my my true love. Um he doesn't know it, of course, but um my husband does know it. So, but um you know, uh, I um aspire to be this amazing cook someday and be on Food Network. But there's no way because they use cilantro in like freaking everything. Yeah, it'd just be like eating soap every day for work. I couldn't do it. How could I even taste my own food and know if it tasted like anything other than Dawn Dish Liquid, who's not a, a sponsor yet, but maybe after this video, maybe Dawn Dish Soap will be a sponsor. I think Dawn is listening. Dawn's definitely listening. Yeah, dude, I, I'm not a cilantro fan myself. What was last week's question? Um, I don't last remember. Last week was, what was last week's question? I don't remember that one either. Hmm. Because I was so obsessed with the damn cilantro one, you know, or the smell one. So, and what is this week's? What's this week's question of the day? Well, Ed picked our question of the week. Question, um, and it is supposed to be, um, what is the first thing you do when you get back from a trip? Uh, that's that's. Uh, I it's mean, kind of boring, usually, you know. We should just yeah, go usually, rogue. Let's go rogue. Let's go rogue. Okay, so let me come up with one that's really puzzling. And I would love for our viewers to um, send us an email or answer this because it's got me intrigued. Are you a Black Friday shopper or not? Ooh. Because I'll tell you, my husband is obsessed with this Black Friday stuff. He went to Walmart oh. last night to pick up creamer or something like that. And he texts me and he says, I found the secret Black Friday room. And I'm like, what do you mean? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. He's running around the back of the store where they have all the stuff ready to go out for Black Friday. That's crazy. that's weird. I, you know, I don't like people enough to face those crowds. Yeah, I, just yeah, don't. I don't want to be with people. No, nope. I don't want to be anywhere near people. No. 
No, I'm not a Black Friday. That's my answer is officially absolutely not. Okay. So then do you catch up and do Cyber Monday? Also, absolutely not because yeah. I forget that it's Cyber Monday and I'm just not organized. Right. Me either. Wow. So this would be, I, I really would like to know what, how many people out there are Black Friday shoppers. So you guys need Absolutely. to let us know. And Ed yeah, needs try to let to, us know. Yeah. And try here. to sell us. If you're, if you're a Black Friday shopper, try to sell us on yeah. why we should join the mass hysteria that is crazy people out in the world. Because my old boss at RCA, uh, Steph, she uh, she's a Black Friday shopper, and I'm um, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know, I don't I don't get it. So if you're a Black Friday shopper, try to sell us on it, and uh, yeah. yeah, maybe you'll sell us on it. Maybe we're out of work, but if they're yeah. a really good salesperson, you never know. All right, good stuff. Uh, quick meeting and uh, uh, updates. Don't forget our twice daily AA meeting on Zoom. You can find them all on our website, which is friendsinrecoverycommunity.org or aaintergroup.org. I didn't know we were on the AA website. That's pretty we cool. We are for um, twice yeah. daily meetings, noon and seven Eastern. Noon and seven. And Bambi, don't you um, meet, don't you run one of them? I do. I run the, we have a, another one that's listed on AA Intergroup. It's a Saturday morning glories beginners meeting and it's at 8 a.m. Eastern. So seven o'clock for me. Nice. So if I can get up that early, any of y'all can get up that early, find us on intergroup and join us. And what is a newcomer? Like, how do you define a newcomer? Well, actually, I mean, um, Ed always says it's one of his favorite meetings because he has to remember where he came from because Absolutely. every day we all are beginners. You know, we only have our 24 hours, right? So every day we're it's beginners. But we I'm do a have a lot of beginner topics, you know, um, you know, like the the basics, you know, we do a lot of the basics, the promises, the, you know, the how it works and a lot of those kind of topics. It's so. good stuff, man. Good to go and, and be of service or to get some, you know, information. So that's good stuff. Uh, you can also look us look for us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. What the hell is Telegram and Snapchat? Well. And, you know, we are Friends not are on recovery. Snapchat yet, but soon, maybe. Oh. Ed always oh. says that. I'm just reading. I know. That's that's an Ed thing. You know, we can bash him because he's not here. So, you know, he needs to update that list. Uh, but we, um, we are, uh, Telegram is a free downloadable messaging app. And under Friends in Recovery Community, um, I always tell people you can get someone is awake on that telegram app like last night literally i got up to go to the bathroom and our johnny f had he gets up early 3 30 in the morning he had sent a text good morning text so you know if you need support you can find us on the telegram app and anytime you need someone someone's there so wow that's awesome yeah. well if you do go and visit us on one of our social media empires uh, please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star review. Absolutely. We want to become right. the number one recovery podcast, so we need your help to do that. It's a true story. So, all right. So, we're um, we're up to the topic of the day, which is personal, re personal experience yes. with Step 11. Yes. Yeah. 
So real quick, in case nobody has listened to any other podcast about Stat 11 ever before in the history of the world, I'm going to go over, because I'm Big Book Beth, uh, we're going to go over, should I just read the 11th step out of the book? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, it starts on page 85 at the very bottom, first, last full paragraph. There's like two lines on 85. It says, step 11. Suggest prayer and meditation. We should not be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than us are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy to be vague on this matter, but yet, sorry, yet we believe we can make some definite and value suggestions. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. On awakening, let us think about the 20. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here, we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought, or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We do not struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be a, the hunch or occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and just having, I'm sorry, and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not possible that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration, we come to rely upon it. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown throughout the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no request for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily, easily stay, see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not, members of religious bodies... We sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. 
Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right to thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves that we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves, many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. We alcoholics are disciplined, undisciplined, oops, undisciplined. We so we let we God discipline us. <laughs> so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. And that is step 11 from the big book. So let me just summarize. So in the, you know, the actual step sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Mm -hmm. Such a, you know, such a important step in our daily life. Yeah. You know, I, 100%. I mean, um, for me, I, I you know, I, I, I'm new. I'm, I'm just, just short of, um, a couple days short of 10 months. So, but I didn't have a relationship with God. I was angry with him. You know, I was so angry with him. That's, I refused to do AA for a year and a half, two years, because I didn't want a quote, religious program. You know, I didn't want to talk to God. I didn't like him. Um, he hadn't done anything but hurt me. And my, you know, this is my pre opinion. And um, finally, you just, you know, when you just decide this is, you either do it or you're going to die, you know, yeah. um, my relationship in 10 months has grown so much that I can't go a day without, um, you know, pausing and asking God's will be done because anytime I feel my character defects start to crop up, I'm like, wait, you're not running the show. You know, remember what a shit show it was when you tried? Let's take a step back, you know, and ask God. And I have this little pause necklace that I wear all the time that one of our members oh. actually sent me and it has a pause sign on it. And she said, when you start feeling those thoughts, you just hold on to your necklace and you'll remember that you're supposed to say God's will, not mine be done. And I do wow. that so much. Just a little tiny reminder, you know, that that's what I'm supposed to be safe. doing. So yeah. for me, it's just, wow, my relationship has improved a lot. And, um, and, and not that it's perfect for God's sakes. I still, I'm, you know, I question all the time stuff and I, then I have to take a step back and, refocus and get out of my own head, you know, but if I don't do this every day, if I don't start my day and end my day with some prayer and meditation, my day sucks. It's true. Same. A hundred percent. Same. I actually didn't understand the 11th step until I had about 10 years sober. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought it was just the general prayer and meditation. Oh, we sit in meditation and I would like try to go for this very Eastern, um kind of version like the uh you know like the dalai lama kind of meditation yeah. um and when i had about 10 years i went to this big book study and i learned um they actually had a dictionary uh from the 1930s which is the the 
the layman's use of the words that are in the big book um, because word the definition of words changes. And like the word brainstorm, which we'll talk about at another time, means something totally different than everybody thinks it means. Um, but, you know, for me, uh, I had to go into that dictionary and I looked up the word meditation and the, the definition of meditation in the 1930s in the U.S. was contemplative thought. So it wasn't, yeah, so it's not, you know, I found out that meditation was not about completely no thought, like nothing going on in my brain, but it was contemplative thought. And then when you read the rest of step 11, where it's like upon awakening, we review our day, right. we're contemplating, right? That's really what we're supposed to be doing. We're, we're contemplating the 24 hours ahead. And um, to be completely honest, like I definitely fail at the nightly inventory sometimes a lot. Um, but, you know, it's become ingrained in me that when I wake up every single morning, uh, the first thing I do is I pick up my phone and I look at my calendar and I'm like, what is coming down the pike today? Like, what is going to come at me? And, I, you know, I'll, all of my appointments, all of my meetings, everything that I do is on my calendar. And I look at my calendar real quick and I'm like, oh, there's this, this and this. And then I get quiet and I start to contemplate, like, what does this day look like? from the inside, mm -hmm. like what, what's coming at me that, and what's going to come from me today. Right. Um, and for a long time, I, I meet, I do meetings for a living. Basically that's what I do. And, uh, for, for part of my, uh, part of the people that I meet with the psychiatrists. And I want to say for like a full year, anytime I had a meeting with a psychiatrist on my schedule for the day, like a lot of fear would pop up because I feel like I'm not college educated and I don't have a degree and I'm not clinical and I'm not this and I'm not that. And I'm not, and all this fear, right? Psychiatrists are like the smartest people in the world or so I thought until I met a whole bunch. You're um, right. right. So they're just people just like me. And, um, but, uh, but this fear would pop up and I would ask God, I would be like, God, you got to get me through this meeting. And it's interesting, like, I know it's become a catchphrase, but I've made it through 100% of the meetings that I've gone to. <laughs> there you go. I have survived 100% of every meeting I've been to. Um, and so for me, that 11, 11th step morning routine has become really ingrained because, um, you know, I get up and I'm like, okay, God, where, where are we going today? And, uh, you know, it's given me the freedom, uh, that morning routine in my 11th step has given me the freedom to go out there and just do what I do and be who I am, knowing that if I screw it up, I can make it right. Right. And, the, and although some people in my life expect me to be perfect, God does not. That's correct. That's correct. Well, you know, and that's uh, talking about that morning routine, you know, I didn't realize how important it was. I, I've been dieting. And um, so I started going to the gym every morning with my husband and we would go right at 5am. So we'd get up at a quarter till let the dogs out and really try to be out the door by 5am. Well, I didn't have time to do my morning readings because I like to do a little spiritual reading, my little daily reading plan for my day, like you said, Think about, you know, what I'm going to do different, how I'm going to handle things. And I usually take, you know, half hour, 40 minutes and do that in the mornings. Well, I wasn't doing that. And we'd been going to the gym faithfully and I was feeling really, you know, pumped because I'm getting that exercise in that I was lacking. 
but I got so bitchy. I mean, I didn't realize how much of an impact that it had. I was feeling oh, yeah. more negative. I was, I was definitely being grouchy. I mean, I was, you know, I was like not even looking. I all the our noon home group, uh, our noon meeting is my home group. So I was not even looking forward to going to the meeting. And yeah. this went on for probably a, a week and a half, two weeks before I realized you're not having that yeah. conscious contact with God to plan your day. So you're having yeah. a bad day. Started it back up, postponed the gym to later and voila, back to normal. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you said that like you get like really cranky and like fearful and like all this stuff pops up from not doing it. And then you're not looking forward to your meeting. Well, if that continues at some point, you're just going to stop drink. going to the meeting. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's going to happen if I, if I don't do the things that I'm supposed to do, because I've learned that I've got to work this program every day in my life. So what happens when I stop that? I'm going to drink yeah. and then I'm going to die. Yeah. And I never, I never really, and it's funny because I made it 10 years and I was, you know, I was still sober. Right. But uh, you know what I mean? But it's like the quality of my life, the quality of my day, which turns into my life is exponentially better when I get with God in the morning. Absolutely. I mean, and I can't wait till next week until we do the the therapeutic kind of view on this. The clinical with Jeff. The clinical Seidel. view, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it makes psychological sense. When you prepare for anything, you are going to, it's going to be a better outcome. Right. You know? And when you do the look back in the evening, when you look yeah. back at your day and you say, where did I screw up, basically? Where did that go wrong? And then uh, what can I do better? So, I mean, you're kind of reframing it both times, you know, and throughout the day also. But I mean, you know, you, I mean, I have my conscious contact anytime I fill out a sort, you know, I just kind of say, God, what do you want me to do kind of thing? Mm -hmm. But I mean, just to have that interaction. Yeah. To have that Amazing. insight. Yeah. How many people in this world just are out there making a mess, never actually taking a pause and being like preparing for it or going back and reflecting on. It? Right. You know, when we do this on a regular basis, it doesn't require us. And, and listen, I'm not going to get into the debate of how often people do inventory and do a, a fourth step. But my personal experience is, is that when I'm on top of doing the 11th step in the morning and the inventory at night, I don't wind up having to need a deep dive into to four column inventory at like really more than every five to seven years. Right. Because you're doing it every day. You're cleaning your side of the street every day. Right. And it's, and it's interesting because it all makes sense. I actually had a conversation with somebody yesterday who I love. I adore this man. He's a very good friend of mine. And he was just like, kind of like poking at the indiscrepancies within the 12-step program, which there are, I'm not going to negate that. Um, but it all kind of makes sense that when we're in the moment, right? It says in the second step that like God can only be found in the moment, right? So we can't be in yesterday. We can't be in tomorrow. We got to be right here, right now. That's where right. God exists. And when I'm doing that 11th step on a regular basis, now I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. There are right. days that I literally go to bed and I pass the fuck out and that's it. That's the end of the day. But I get up and I think about it the next day, whatever. Um, 
But when I'm doing these things and I'm staying in the moment and cleaning up my side of the street, just like you said, cleaning up my side of the street as I'm walking down the street, like it, I don't have to turn around. There isn't like a a, a trail of trail. wreckage right. behind me that I did have when I got sober. Right. So, and I love, like, I love my, I love the way I work my program because it, it, it's, it's come to the point in my life where it's like, it, it has defined, helped me define who I am, define who I am. Um, in that I, when I am cleaning up my mess, as I go, I'm making choices based in reality, other than making choices on some weird old idea that I don't even understand that I'm living by anymore. Correct. I'm constantly challenging. And and the people that I share my life with who most, I want to say 95% of the people in my life also walk this path that we walk. They will challenge me. Like if I go to them and I, what is floating in the air? Um, if I go to them and I say, this is what I'm thinking about doing, they, they all challenge me and be like, where did that come from? Why do you want to do that? What about what you said you were going to do last month? Like, what about this plan? Like, and they're not trying to talk me in or out of it. They're just literally challenging Challenging, me to, to look about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love the 11 step. It's one of my favorites. Seven and 11, (laughs) seven, 11. You have yeah. no idea how much money I spend there anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I just have, you know, I I just never thought I would get here. It's just, um, it's amazing. And I can't wait. I, I mean, I can wait, but I mean, the further out I get, the closer that, you know, the, the more I work the steps, the closer I get, the more my life changes. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, you, I've you, seen you, so much happen in my life that, you know, um, just by working these steps, I see my life improve. It's, it's, it's truly amazing. You know, if there's anyone out there that's, uh, you know, contemplating, you know, don't, you know, just do it because this is life changing. Yeah. I was actually six and a half years sober before I went through the book, before I went through the steps as outlined in the big book. And I was afraid to go through the steps. There was this like kind of crazy guy. He was like, you're not sober. She didn't do it through the book. And, you know, I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. Cause if I'm beyond human aid, like I had this whole conversation with him, but what I will say is, is that I called this guy that I had so much respect for when I was younger. I still do. But, um, he got sober with Mrs. Delaney and Mrs. Delaney was 12 step by Bill Wilson. So I felt like in my mind's eye, this is the closest I could get to the origins of AA. And I called him, of course, being a crazy alcoholic at the time, I decided to call Luna. I decided to call him at like one o'clock in the morning because, you know, that's an appropriate time to call people. And I said to him, I said, Pat, I said, there's this guy and he's telling us that we should go through the work this way and that we should do the steps this way. And you know what he, he said something to me that made perfect sense. If you are out there and you're listening to this podcast and you're in that kind of situation where you've been sober for X amount of time, but you've never gone through the work this way. You've never gone through the steps this way. This is what Pat said to me. He said, try it. He said, worst case scenario, it's bullshit. You can go back to doing what was working thus far. Very good point. And I was like, and then he said, why did you need to ask me this question at one o'clock in the morning? 
<laughs> because my alcoholic brain said that it was a good yep. thing to do. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I was like six and a half years sober. I had no excuse. So, but yeah, if you, if you are in the rooms, any of the rooms, any 12 step rooms, and you're hearing this message and you're thinking, I've never heard anybody talk about this stuff this way, or I've never known anybody to do it this way, or I didn't know that that was in the big book. Or if you, if you hear, I get this stuff from my friends in Charlotte all the time. If you hear something, if you hear somebody say something in a meeting and they say it's in the big book and you don't know where it is, ask us and we will tell you if it is in the big book and if it's not in the big book and if it is where it is and what page it's on. Um, Because I, I was raised to question everything. Yeah. I was, I was raised, my dad told us, you know, believe nothing, question everything. And so I have, and I can, I've created, you know, in the book, in the big book, it says, create the fellowship you crave. And my sponsor took it one step further and said, create the reality that you crave, create the life you crave. And I was like, well, how do I do that? And she said, every single choice that you make creates the reality you live in, creates the life you live in every single choice. You know, you look at you, you're, you're making a choice in this time in your life to to go to the gym and to go on a diet and to, you know what I mean? And then you realize that, oh, we got to reschedule or, or rearrange this because I'm losing something I have in order to get something I want. And I want both. So, you know, you're, you're making choices every single day and you live in that reality and yeah. it looks like you enjoy it and you're beautiful. I mean, you look great. Oh, well, you know, I, I got my hair done a while back. So I was all excited because I, you know, um, since COVID, I've been doing my own hair. That's horrible, right? I mean, we've been out of COVID for a long time. Shops have been open for a long damn time now. <laughs> but I kind of got see, that I'm habit. still doing my own hair. Are you see? Isn't it awful? I'd never done my own hair like that before COVID. And then it's like, oh, that's pretty convenient, you know? So, yeah. you know, this is my debut of my darker, more natural color hair. So. My brother it. says, Bambi, I don't even know what color your hair is. <laughs> well, well, it looks beautiful. You're, you're inspiring me to make an appointment. It makes a big difference. No more boxes for me. Yeah. I'm done with that. No. Shit. Although it was so pricey. Oh, my God. So pricey. Yeah. I could be spending that on fabric. I know, or right? Fixtures for my new house. But I suppose when I was drinking, I didn't even consider the amount of money that I was um, consuming every single day. So, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so good stuff. Yeah, this has been a good one today. I like it. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. And well, I guess we'll, we'll wrap a- it up. Yeah, next week we'll do a clinical look with Jeff Zizel, which everyone always loves. I always love it. So yeah, and we'll be back on Facebook Live next week. Yeah, maybe we'll let Ed join us. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I really like this. This was awesome. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> we miss you, Ed. He'll be listening to this and thinking, "Oh my God, I shouldn't have let these two alone." The girls went rogue. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, everybody have a great week. We will see you back here. Same time, 
which is no time, same place, which is the internet and YouTube. That's right. Well, we release on same conversation. We always release on. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah, stay sober. Bye. This concludes this episode of Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates and enjoy free access to twice daily support meetings. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week.